previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. What personal trait has gotten you in the most trouble? Oh, I'm just angry. I'm an angry young old <laughs> Wait, man. really? I am. I'm the nicest person in the world and I need to be nice and I just, I'm, I'm cranky. I never yeah. would have guessed that. We're not that. getting that vibe, No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not letting that out. I mean, I'm not married to you. <laughs> Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Hey, Littles. Littles. Is that how we do it? Yeah. Have to start here. So many thank yous. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's getting kind of crazy. Out of control. Here. The out niceness of, con- of all you people. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what to say. I mean, Roxy and I are back in New York. Mm-hmm. After we, a rough week. Yeah, it was a rough week. But we want to start here. And we came back to the apartment and there was just cards and messages. Just so much love. So much love from the littles. And I cannot. I just can't. I, I, don't, even, <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. Yeah. And then we get to our... Our Littles Meetup. Our Littles Meetup at Hurley's. And it w- we got to meet Anthony Varna. That's a new Little we had never met. Maeve was there. Ritz was there. Mm-hmm. Sam was there. Mm-hmm. Of course, Cool Aunt Claire, who set the whole thing up, was mm-hmm. there. And that was just so much fun. And again, Claire brought me something that I, I cried. I cried. Um, yeah. And it was a card. And it was amazing. I don't... I'll say it. She got a sympathy card for me and had quite a few bigs Mm -hmm. uh, sign it, including Tony Kornheiser. And Carol. And Carol. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's mind blowing. Yeah. And the littles who signed it, like, just thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Claire, for doing that. Like, it just, it blew us away. And um, and, and all the other littles. I mean, I I, I know all the messages and couldn't even keep track. Yeah. You know, we had a few from just other people that yeah the, yeah the community is just incredible and we are so appreciative and uh, i'm sorry we're, we're kind of choked up and speechless <laughs> that's all we can say we're going to try to move on so we can get through the episode here jam-packed episode roxy mm-hmm. this episode is off the wall jam-packed so let's get on with this we wanted to also thank adam jameson he sent us his book roxy yeah. Uh, it's called Monks Love the Curveball. You can get it on Amazon. Really sweet of him. He sent, he signed it for us. Yep. And thank you so much, Adam. That was really sweet. Can't wait to read it. And Littles, go to Amazon.com. Look at look at his poetry stuff. Pick this up. This is actually, a, I, I think it's going to be, I haven't read it yet, so I, I don't have a review or anything, but I do think it would be really maybe a, a Father's Day gift, mm-hmm. uh, something like that. So go to Amazon, look that up. And then Debbie Mittman, you just rock our world, our new sponsor for the podcast. Well, Patreon page sponsor. Yeah. Very sweet. Thank you. Thank you, everyone who has been doing that. You can sponsor us. We're not going to do it every, we're not going to announce it every episode, but we will acknowledge when people sponsor us. That's really sweet. You can do it for as low as 99 cents a month Mm -hmm. and there's different levels, but 99 cents a month Mm -hmm. and it's all on our website. Just go to our website. LoyalLittlesPod.com. It's at the bottom of the page. It's there. Just click on it, and then it'll give you all the details of if you want to donate to the page. Yep. All right. Now let's get to our emails, because we got to get through this, Roxy. Jam-packed episode. I'm so excited about this episode. We heard from Don Hammock. Hi, Don. This is a longer email, but it's one of these connective tissue Mm -hmm. emails. And it says, Ron Dundon was at the 1987 Final Four. I know that Final Four. I was at that Final Four. My aunt was a lawyer in New Orleans then. And a partner had tickets to the Final Four. He only wanted to go to the championship game. So I got the semifinals tickets at face value. Just like Rob said, I went over to the Providence section after Syracuse beat them. I add apathetically in one of the worst Final Four games in history, a total rock fight. And it was a buyer's market like you wouldn't believe. What? You don't want to sell me your ticket for $5? Have fun using it in Providence on Monday. There are 5,000 other tickets available within 100 feet of here. I wound up buying four tickets, each progressively better than the last, and wound up sitting about 25 rows up, even with the free throw line. Paid less than face value for it, even having to give away the others on Monday because the supply was so high. So Rob and I both got to see Keith Smart hit the famous jump shot in the Louisiana Superdome. I remember that game, Roxy. Well, being from upstate New York, a lot of all my friends were rooting for Syracuse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that was a big year. And yeah, it was a great game. 
Anyway, he goes on. The Final Four was in New Orleans again this year, and I doubt you can still do that. SeatGeek and StubHub have totally changed that marketplace, as have the fact that so few people actually have physical tickets anymore. That's a good point. I never even thought about that. You know, it's funny. I helped a little get some Broadway tickets here in New York Mm -hmm. and the same thing happened. I went to the box office. I told him that's the best way to get these tickets. Just go to the box office, which I understand people from out of town couldn't do it. So I went up there, you know, they Venmoed me the money and I went to the box office and I thought, Oh, where are my tickets? Oh no, no, no. He's like, we'll email them to you a week before the show. (laughs) Now I bought these like three months ago. Yeah. And I was like, are you going to remember? Well, I think it's, they're trying to control the whole, resell market yeah, i think i maybe. don't know i'm not sure but i was shocked i yeah. was like well i remember that because a lot of i like to collect the ticket stubs no you know I'll i always liked when they would rip, rip the tickets yeah i mean i remember i mean cubs mets tom glavin's 300th win my mom i took my mom my sister and mm-hmm. my mom she still had that ticket stub in her scrapbook yeah. from the trip to yeah. chicago yep. so yeah anyway let's move on we heard from dina in damascus frozen grapes are awesome in summer to cool off you sure are okay yep but Aren't they hard on the teeth? Like, I, no. do you suck on them? How? What do you do with these grapes? You don't, you said you chew on them. Yeah. Well, oh. they they quickly thaw too. Yeah, it I doesn't guess. take them long. But I, don't know. I feel like I've sensed it. Like I don't. They even are like, very refreshing, and you can bite into it. I guess I don't even like drinks with a lot of ice. You know that. So yeah. I always get light ice yeah. because I feel like the coldness. I I don't like my drinks warm, but the coldness. And also, I usually nurse these drinks, and then they get watered down. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a mess. We know that. Anyway, <laughs> then lastly, Roxy, before we get out of here, we got a new question. And we're going to add this to our – this was off our website. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we got a new question for our Meet the Littles guests. Cool. And I thought it would be fun before we – we're going to test it out. Yeah. So we're going to ask each other. The new question is, what is the first major news story you remember as a child? Uh, maybe Princess Diana? Okay. You were about seven or eight, right? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm sure there's something I'm not thinking of from before that, but yeah. Well, but it's what impacted you. you That's the first one that came to mind. Okay. Mine, I believe, I'm going (laughs) to, this is going to date us. Oh boy. It was in, I believe it was 1981. It was the Iran hostage crisis negotiations. Mm -hmm. And I believe it was right when President Carter was leaving office. Mm -hmm. And I just remember because back then we had three channels. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. So when stuff broke through, you knew. And yeah, because rem- the other one I really remember that stuck out was when Reagan got shot. But mm. I'm going to go. This was before that, obviously. So yeah, I sort of remember. I don't re- I don't think I understood what was happening. Yeah. I just remember the video of the plane and the hostages and all that stuff getting released or whatever. And yeah, so I guess that's the one I would go with. Hmm. But yeah, Interesting. it's a good question. That is a good, very uh, good we're question. We're going to add that to the list and we're going to keep them coming. Look it over. And then lastly, before we get out of here, of course, an episode I jam-packed episode would not be it's not quite a what now sully moment but we heard from sully oh boy and you know it's referring to my birthday he says who invites someone to jersey for their birthday (laughs) all right fair enough but Do I we ha- kind of invite ourselves. We kind of invited ourselves. <laughs> we just wanted to get out of the city. Yeah. And our friends, Sully, they have a nice house. They're they like do. in the middle and of the And they always come here. So we yeah. were like, hey, what if we come out to you? Yeah. We they took us out. They took me out for my birthday. Mm-hmm. We went out to a nice little small town. There was a Yeah, super cute. Yeah, super cute town on the water. And they live in the middle of nowhere in the woods and it's just actually awesome. It was nice. It was nice. Yeah. It was peace and quiet. So yeah. you know, don't knock it till you try it. So that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> And then, actually, he had a correction for you. Apparently, oh. I, I didn't get this, I guess, in the edit. He said, Chris Weber, or as Roxy might say, Chris Webbers. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to go check the tape on that one. But we'll trust no, you, No, because we were talking about the Revolution soccer team, also oh, called the Revs. that's where he's going with that. And the S that. and the non-S. And, yeah, that's where he was going with that. All right. Well, fair enough. Roxy, <laughs> let's get out of here. Okay. Jam-packed. We have to get to our, our yes. Meet the Littles guest already. Yes. So looking forward to this one. One of the most highly requested. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, I'll put this out on Twitter and yeah. say, hey, who do you want to meet? And this gentleman was one of the most highest requested Littles. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Finally, August has a holiday. Don't miss Summer of Littles 4, Saturday, August 6th, starting at 5 o'clock, your local time. If there isn't one in your area, why don't you host it? Go to summeroflittles.com, tell Bob Walsh you want to volunteer, and tell him Chuck and Roxy sent you.
This is a real treat. We are being played in by the one and only Brandon Costello. And this song is called This. Now, we know what you're thinking, Littles. Why just the music? We agree. Please welcome to the podcast, Big Treat, one of the most requested Littles. And we'll explain that in a second. Please welcome to the podcast, Brandon Costello. Hey, Brandon, how's it going? It's going well, Chuck and Roxy. How are you? We're fantastic. We're good. Now, how's it feel to be one of the most requested Littles? <laughs> I mean, now you probably don't even know what that means, but you were. What I'll do, Brandon, sometimes is I'll put a little tweet out there and says, hey, Littles, who would you like to meet next? And the last time I did that, I know, well, I mean, Homer picked for Todd Decay. Right, but, right. I mean, Todd Decay, right in. And a bunch of other people were like, get Brandon on the podcast, get Brandon. So here you are. We're so excited for our 145th episode. This is kind of crazy, but you're here. So we're very excited. Thank you for the music. Thank you for letting us use your songs. It is an absolute honor and a pleasure to be here. I don't believe you that so many people, Todd Takei, I believe, my, <laughs> my, my bourbon buddy. But thank you for being so kind and saying that. That's oh, awesome. it's the truth. I mean, it's true. Yeah, I yeah. can show you the tweet. I mean, seriously. Now, the funny thing is, if you listen to Todd Takei's episode, 115, I believe, was the episode. It was our, is that, that right? That is correct. I, I'm so good. I have them all memorized. This, this <laughs> website <joking>. is genius. <laughs> right. uh, it was our New Year's episode. So, sure. Brandon, you definitely have to go back and check that out. It was a fun time. But what I'm going to tell you, spoiler alert, I have a strong connection to Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, mm. Because I grew, up, I grew up with harness racing. My parents owned with lots racehorsing. of... racehorsing. What did I say? I said <laughs> no, harness racing. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, that's why I didn't even say it. No, I'm going, I'm going I back I live, <laughs> I know. I, know I live two and a half minutes from Red Mile. I don't know St- if that means anything to it, you, but... I grew up there, practically. I mean, there you go. we would take so many, of course, that, I wonder how my mom, I'd like to go back now. Yeah, my mom's passed, but you know, I want to go back and be like, mom, how was that calling those our vacations? Like when we'd go see one of our horses race, <laughs> you know, cause we'd get to go a lot of play Pompano mm-hmm. park. So, so you're horse people then. Well, I, I used to be not anymore. You are a horse person. Oh, yes. definitely. All right. I've always loved to go horseback riding <laughs> and I've done it twice in my life and I'd love to go again. Yeah. We'll have to do that. <laughs> But yeah, I, I love it down there. The Red Mile was always one of my favorite mm. tracks because it was known for the, it was like a slight decline coming into the home stretch. So a lot of re- records were broken there over the years. You know, we don't, I definitely take it for granted being where I am, yeah. the, the stuff that's around me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We do well, the horse park and all of that business, but yeah. Well, speaking we of, let's take it all the way back because we kind of jumped in here and uh, we want to meet you. So can you take us back? Where did you grow up? Where did you go to school and all that stuff? Yes. So... Before we do that, I have to say, and I'm sorry for the digression, your interview with Gene McManus was just so good. I oh. am so glad that you got to do that. <laughs> I am just, I love Gene. She was, in no small part, one of the reasons why my visit to the big show was just so special. I got to be there. It was Nigel, Michael, TK, Gary, and Gene. That was just so awesome. Oh, wow. Their banter back and forth oh, before, yeah. between it was just so good to hear them curse at each other, you know, <laughs> stuff that you don't get. Yeah. It's I, TK turned to me at one point. And he's like, you can't say any of this. I'm like, no, you're fine. You're good. <laughs> it's just so cool. But yeah, Jean's just so unapologetic about being herself, you know, about uh-huh. being awesome. And you guys did a great job just interviewing her. Oh, it was so thanks. good. Thank you. Yeah. We had a great time. We've had a great time with all the bigs. I mean, it's been like a dream come true for me. You yeah. Know, like, I've said yeah, it a bazillion sure. times. If you told me a year ago, I'd be talking with Gary mm-hmm. Kevin, Lizza, Tori. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, all of them. Yeah. And then, of course, yep. Gene. I mean, it, it was just it's it's amazing. It's amazing. All right. Let's get back to you. Where are you from? Yes, I'm sorry. No, that's OK. That's great. That's great. <laughs> so I am originally from eastern Kentucky. I grew up in a town called Ashland. I was an Ashland Tomcat, which is if you think about it now, maybe a little sexist. But that was my uh, high school mascot, the Ashland Tomcats. Still, I think a really cool mascot. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, I was just talking about this. My mom, her people are like Dutch Cherokee, and they're from a little town in rural eastern Kentucky called Hitchens. And my dad is from South Philly. So that's an interesting mix, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So I grew up in eastern Kentucky. I moved to Lexington just after 9-11, like January of, what, 2002? Yeah. So I've been here as long or longer than I was there. I really sort of had the idea that I would come here and play shows, and I was playing pretty early on. But as you both well know, this is a hard business to make a living at. So <laughs> what are you I've talking had... about? I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> so I've had every job you could possibly have. 
lots of retail and wait staff and food service and manual labor and currently have a day job that I actually really like as a paraeducator in an elementary school, which sort of means, if you don't know that, sort of means I do everything mm. from teaching to scrubbing cafeteria tables mm. to mentoring to tying a lot of shoes. Really. <laughs> right. Aww, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, now, the curiosity thing, though, is so your music. Let's tie this in. Did you go to school from did you go to college anywhere? Yes. So I do have a degree. It was a, quite a bit of matriculation to get the degree. And surprise, surprise, I have an English degree, much like everyone we know, right? Right. So right. I got a kick out of that. That's what Jean said. She's like, well, you know, we, her and Tony, it's Shakespeare. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, this is this is why these are my people, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> we could all just get together and do any Shakespeare play, you know? Sure. Um, yeah. So yes, I do have a degree which has served me well in terms of I can read and write, uh, hasn't really paid me much over the years, but mm. it is a thing. So I have a degree. Uh, yeah. So forgive me for not, I guess I should have done more homework on you, but what is like, how many instruments do you play? What's your main instrument? Mostly anything with strings, but my main instrument is a seagull guitar. Mm. Seagull guitars are made in Canada. They're as handmade as handmade guitars. It's not one person building it, but they're made by hand. Mm -hmm. And I bought this guitar off of a girl and I bought it for what it knows as much as what it is, if that makes mm. any sense. Yeah. And I had played it in the past. It sat at the foot of her bed for years and eventually she was <laughs> in dire straits and I was happy to take advantage and give her a hundred dollars for her guitar. Oh, wow. Um, which, which I have since lived in for 25 years. Right. So, yeah. Um, it is my number one. It's really the only thing I own of any value. I mean, and it's not even value. Like, it's not really worth that much money. It just, it is me. And if you heard the show when I went and visited the, the podcast, the big show, even Gary was like, oh, there's a guitar that's seen some, you know, I was like, well, yeah, kind of. It's been around a little bit. And I, I love that about it. Oh, um, yeah. Absolutely. So that's my main instrument on records. I will play anything. I'll play cello i'll play mandolin i'll play this and that i've got a a really cool little sort of jungle drum kit which is a jungle kit it's basically just mm. a, a little tiny drum kit made up of disparate parts it's really small and tight and sounds nice and fits in the corner of the room yeah nice. uh, but a little bit of everything but mostly guitar when i play out generally these days well i should say <laughs> i played blues harp and a little bit of lead guitar and uh, electric violin in rock bands for about a decade here in lexington but for the last 10 years, almost, yeah, I guess about 10 years, I've been just a solo act, just me and my guitar. I take two guitars. I only ever play the one uh, in case it explodes or that dream. I always have that recurring dream from my, where my guitar just implodes. Right. Uh, if that actually happens, I have a second one. But yeah. Now, when you're doing your writing, is it all from the guitar? Or do you sit at a piano at all? That's a good question. I can pluck my way through a piano. I've played a little bit of piano on, on records, but I do not know how to play piano. So the big secret is I don't read music, so I don't really know how to play. Yeah, so it's all ear. I guess I just sort of made it up, which is a little bit why a particular guitar playing style isn't. Like, I don't use a pick. Um, I just use my hand, and I sort of beat on it a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I think that happens just organically because I didn't really know what I was doing. Right. And that's how I developed that particular style. Excellent. Wow. All right. So we're going to come, this. we're going to go all around. Yeah. I think because we got some others, but uh, let's get into, cause we're almost up to a, we were, we need to take a break. So, but can we get into your fandom first? Cause we, you know, we talk about a sports podcast all the time. Oh yeah. Sure. Oh, Nominally. Yeah. Yeah. Fans, so where's your show. fandom? I always love talking to people in Kentucky about in other States that don't really have super professional, professional teams. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, obviously I'm an Eagles fan. Obviously, um, okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Well, my dad's. From yeah, South I was gonna say his dad was from Philly. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I don't know how my dad's from South Philly, so I didn't choose this life, right? I didn't choose the darkness. I don't know how I ended up listening to a nominally a Washington sports podcast right. every well, day. But, yeah, but I do kind of like it, especially when the Washington football team struggles. The commies, as we're gonna call them. Yes. Now, yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I love the thing. I just. That's the commies. It's just it's the great. greatest thing yeah. ever. I can't believe, I cannot believe it. Every day I wake up and I'm like, they're really called that. It's so good. Um, <laughs> so when they struggle, it makes me happy and they struggle a lot. So that makes it. Fun. <laughs> but yes. So I'm an Eagles fan I'm trying to keep up on the draft currently. That's Is that your favorite sport? 
You know what's funny? I thought this was interesting, what Jean had said about at the beginning of the pandemic, she sort of got away from sport, right? Mm. And I felt much the same. For me, it was the fake crowd noise. I could not deal with it. I don't know what it was. It just was so, it was just so false. Yeah, Yeah. it just just ruined the experience completely for Mm. me. Now, I would still watch a game with the sounds down a lot of the times, especially Mm -hmm. Eagles games, because, you know, 16 of them, that's easy to do. But I actually kind of got away from, I mean, I, I kept up with it, but Eagles football, for sure. Locally, UK football, always. I know, you know, and there are seasons when I pay attention to UK basketball. I did not watch any college basketball this year for some reason. And it's similar with the NBA. I haven't really kept up on the, I mean, I, I listen to the show, you know, I'm sort of up to it peripherally, but I'm not actually actively watching. The sort of wild card here is that I'm a big NASCAR fan. Oh. I, oh. I listen to, listen or watch all of the races pretty much all year long, including the sort of sub-series, the Xfinity and the trucks, which are like Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. I'm the only person I know who does this. So if you guys are fans and want to talk about it, we can just be, we can be pen pals. But, but well. yeah, that's sort of the wild part. Um, <laughs> and I think that's, you know, growing up in Eastern Kentucky, I think I was probably around it a little bit. There's just every once in a while I will go and I've taken my dad a couple of times to races at Bristol, which is in Tennessee, of course. And there's just nothing like it. It just melts your face when they come around the front. I mean, <laughs> like his face, the first time I took him, it's just unbelievable when they, 40 of those cars scream past your face for the first time. It's just so cool. Right. Well, I didn't want to cut you off that, there, but no, you're fine. I think that covers my fandom for the most, that's a lot of uh, time to put in that and a couple of podcasts. And I'm like, cool. No, no, no. There, there's a reason. I just didn't want to cut you off. I was trying to be a good host here. What's the episode number? Number 110. And what's it called? The smaller the ball, the better the sale. And it is... Mike Mackler. So, Brandon, Mike Mackler, he's a loyal little. It was released on, I believe, December 13th, according to my notes. Hopefully that's correct. Check that out. One of the most diehard NASCAR fans we've ever had on the program until now. This yeah. year, the second. He writes blogs. He has like three different websites. Three different websites. Yep. It's... Spade Racing, Race Shop Previews, and NASCAR for Newbies. Yeah. It's well, all there in that episode. Yeah. Mike and I are best friends. Yep. Now. Yep. <laughs> Never met. <laughs> now you're best friends. I finally have someone to talk to. This is great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we can talk about the number change, which is ridiculous. We can talk about everything. <laughs> everything. Really everything NASCAR. Yeah. So that's great. Oh, and before we take a break real quick, I meant to ask you before we started your fandom. Now, why Lexington? I'm just curious, like what brought you there specifically? I suppose I could have gone further away. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I should have gone to California, right? So, oh, no, I meant like, well, there's I Nashville. The yeah. the I mean, there's, you know, New York. Nashville is only three hours away. Yeah, I don't know. You know what it was? It was my good friend, Joe Ross, who his parents had a house here. And it was like the bachelor pad with yep. all everybody moved there, lived in that house for a couple of years and then moved on to their own thing. So, and it was funny. It was just one of those things. Like I remember, you know, I went home from work one day because I was still in a, living at my parents' house at the time. And I think I was like, I think I'm going to move to Lexington. And they're like, when? I was like, Wednesday. <laughs> wow. And, oh. Yeah. So I literally just did. I think that's great. Yeah. Just like, I'm just going to do this and we'll see what happens. Yeah. That's awesome. I should have gone farther. You're right. No, no, not necessarily. Well, no, I just meant like a city with more music, I guess. I don't know. I don't know Lexington that well. I was yeah. a little you know kid. What? I really do like Lexington. I think it has a lot of charm. It's sort of in that in between where it's a little bit of a southern town, but it's also not really right. deep south. Right. So it's kind of like, and it's kind of a charming little, it's not tiny, but it's sort of got that college town vibe to it which is nice yeah so yeah it's a cool place to be i think that's awesome all right cool well listen you can stick around right um actually i've got a i've got a class to teach at mit (laughs) but i guess i can stick around i'd like to she swears no one set her up for that but i'm telling you i think someone set her up for that you're not going anywhere brandon we'll be right back with meet the littles This is Rob Dundon, and you are listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Slow burn 
my fire has not gone out yet Working on giving up Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast And this song, big treat today We have two songs today by the one and only Brandon Costello This is called Oh Columbia And we're just thrilled that he's letting us play both of these songs today on the podcast So Brandon, I'm just going to shut up about it Tell us about it How did you come up with this idea in the song? Oh, Columbia. I mean, aren't all songs just about girls or, or <laughs> I should say girls, whatever you're into, right? Yeah. Girls yeah. or boys. I mean, yeah, it's a love song. All of my songs are sad love songs. I mean, that's how Taylor well, Swift does it. Well, and that's why I was like, why aren't you in Nashville, man? <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a formula to that. You know, I've been to some of those classes where they teach you to write how they do it in Nashville, right? And so they'll have the curb whomever they have big buildings it's an office building basically full of songwriters and they will write a song and send it in and write a song and send it in and write a song and, and you know they choose one out of every three thousand songs or whatever but they are there's a formula to put your chorus here you put your refrain here yeah mm-hmm. and that's a fine way of doing it and i would love to get paid to give it a try but <laughs> right. that's just not the way my stuff happens yeah right and right. you know what's funny maybe this goes back to what you asked earlier but Okay, so I have a song called Madame Guillotine. I think they've played it on the big show maybe once or twice. I don't know. But Madame Guillotine, I wanted to be in a glam band, like a lacy cut, like lacy sleeves and mm. guy liner, right? Like, I'm like, that would be really cool. And we could play, like, opera metal, right? But it doesn't matter. I could write an opera metal song. It would just sound like me. Right. <laughs> like, that's yeah. the problem. Yeah. If I write a country song, it just sounds like me, right? And maybe that's not the point with a writing house. You write it for someone else. But you get the idea. My yeah. songs all end up sounding like, well, me. Right. Yeah. Well, you're taking from your own experience and that, of course, I would think has a huge influence on how you write. Thanks. All right. Well, we didn't get into this in the first part now, and it's going to tie into because we've already kind of briefly mentioned it, but how did you become a little and how did you become a fan of the TK show and all that stuff? Yeah. I think about this sometimes and I was thinking about this coming into the show. I don't know when I started to listen to the, the podcast, honestly. Okay. I do recall that <laughs> I remember listening to the, they had the little ESPN radio bug, right? That mm-hmm. you could pop up on your computer. And I remember listening to the best of shows, like an hour of the show. And it, I did that for like two years. And then I realized that's edited. Like there's a whole show. Like I had no idea that there was, you know, wow. an extra 45 minutes of show that I'd just been missing for two right. years because I wasn't <laughs> paying attention. Right. But early, I mean, I've been listening to the show for at least 10 years. I don't know. Back when it was on terrestrial radio, for sure. The cool thing is I have a second grader, a seven-year-old named Charlie. She's really cool. So the woman to whom I'm related by marriage works at the University of Kentucky. And she was lucky enough, sad to say, to have four months, I think, of maternity leave. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. At, the, at the end of which she was like, here you go. Here's a child. I got to go back to work. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so for the first four or five years, I was a daytime dad. Yeah. Sure which was an interesting and awesome and terrifying experience. Sure. But I did have, I worked at a used bookstore during this time. And so basically Charlie just came to work with me every day. And yeah, it was, it was a pretty cool thing. And I think hopefully it will in some way be beneficial to her in some, you know, in my mind, some poetic way, but later on in her life, maybe she'll look back on that when she was little. But anyway, we would always, of course, listen to whatever I wanted because, you know, she's too small to reach the button. So <laughs> right. we, we listen to TK every day. And even now she she talks about TK sometimes, you know, oh, like, really? he was a, like, like he's a legitimate person that exists. But yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. Even back then. So that's at least seven years ago. So I don't know. I've been listening forever. I don't know why. I do know that I think one of the first things I heard Tony say on his sh- podcast or then radio show that really stuck with me was he said something to the effect that poor people don't want to be taught how to buy dented cans to save money. They want to be paid. They want to be given a chance to make money. To mm. And I thought coming from someone who's not a poor person, like that's really difficult to grasp, I felt. And that was just a big thing. And that really stuck. I, even now I think about that sometimes. I'm like, wow. he's so right. And again, like something that most people don't really get. That's so interesting. Yeah. Now, we're almost out of time, but we have to get into this. Can you get into your trip to the big show? What was that like? Can you talk all about that? For sure, yeah. It was October 4th. I remember this. I'm not a crazy person. I remember because it's my sister's birthday, October 4th, 2019. Um, I was like, happy birthday. 
I'm not going to be there. So (laughs) (laughs) more important things to do. It was fun too. So the woman to whom I'm related by marriage and my kiddo went with me. They don't usually a road trip. They don't tend to go with me, but in this case they did. So we just holed up in a little hotel there in uh, DC, which was pretty crazy to drive around. But so I played, I think two or three shows that weekend and got to visit the pod. I wasn't positive it was going to work out and it just ended up being such a perfect moment for me. I mean, Oh, I can only imagine. Eat it, Elizabeth. It was all the people you want to be there, right? It yeah. was Ian and Nigel and Michael and Gary and TK. And, and they were just so fun. to. It was just fun to be a fly on the wall, first of all. I did not expect to be involved in the show. And then they sort of talked to me and, they, you know, I got to be in the show, which was just super special. They were just super nice. I also, it's probably important, I say, I took a bagel. Oh. <laughs> and you got it's a bagel? It's not like I have the bagel squirreled away or anything. I'm not a crazy person, but... I did. I remember looking at TK and, you know, this was after it was early. I'm a musician. I don't do, you know, I don't sing songs before, you know, like 7 p.m. So it was Mm. seven in the morning and we did the show and I turned to TK and I said, I'm taking a bagel. (laughs) And he's like, help yourself have a bagel. (laughs) But not the bagel sandwich is what he would have said. No, no, they did not have the bagel sandwiches. Uh, I don't think those were a thing yet, but I did smear it up and, you know, scarf it right there. It was pretty cool. Wow. It was pretty cool. That's and then awesome. on Michael's recommendation, we were there for two or three days. I was playing shows. So he recommended that we went to the zoo. So we went to the zoo, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. My kiddo had a best friend that she met that day at the zoo when we first walked in. And they walked with us. So we were there all day. Aww. We did not see Reginald. They had a sign up. He was ice fishing with Bud Grant. Right. That weekend. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, it was just a cool experience. I can't tell you how much fun it was. I'm so jealous. I think the only thing I could top that is playing a round of golf with Tony. Mm. If I'm being honest. Yeah, see, I don't play golf, so I can only imagine how much fun that would be. I got to be honest. That might be probably the hardest decision of my life. If they told me you can come on and just sit in on the podcast, they might talk to you. They might not. I'd even go just to watch. But if I could sit in on the podcast or play a round of golf with Tony, I don't know. Yeah, I am you that know crazy you're person. Get on the golf course, you're going to get a different Tony than you get. Right. Yeah. Pod, right? Sure. I also feel like Tony would get a different you. So you would want to have some preparation, I think, so you can get to the driving range and practice a little <laughs> right. bit and not completely. Uh, Roxy and I both botch golf, every ball. but not very often. Yeah. We do enjoy it. We yeah. get out when we can. But being in the city, it's really hard to keep up your swing, so right. to speak. Yeah. Do you have a golf course that you could lure him to, maybe? Lure him to? No. Not really. Yeah. yeah. I haven't you been gotta, to any of the ones swanky. here. You gotta have you gotta have a fancy course somewhere. Right. 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 Maybe, right. Get maybe out on Long Island. Maybe. I have no idea. Well, he'd know all about those. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Well, listen, we can't thank you enough for coming on the Loyal Littles podcast. Now we can't let you get away without some fun dumb questions. Is that all right? Yeah, I guess I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Roxy, what do we got? All right. What was your favorite toy growing up? What was my favorite toy growing up? My favorite toy was, I guess it would have been like 1984, maybe, or 1985. I had a G.I. Joe Crimson Guard figure that my mom bought for me, I think at Rite Aid. I must have been sick because I only ever got stuff. We were at the pharmacy, and I only ever got stuff when I was sick, right? So, uh. But I remember if you held him by the head, you could just wobble him. He'd been played with so much that he was just super-duper wobbly. Oh, oh. Nice. You know, we have some new rapid fire ones, and this mm. one I think is appropriate for you. Brady Bunch or Partridge Family? Brady Bunch. Okay. Cool. Now, here's another one, Roxy, we forgot. Cat person or dog person? Well, I was going to say when you hear, I was I forgot to say, don't mind if you hear me playing fetch with my cat because ah. she was in here. She chases these little bouncy balls. Yeah. Anyway, I will throw them in the other room. She'll bring them back, but she gave up on me. Uh, but Busy Phillips is her name. Oh, okay. uh, Cat person. Cat person. Love Excellent. it. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. All right. How do we get into the rapid fire? I, I, don't, I know. don't You started I, it. I saw one. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll go, we'll go all over the place. What's one special hidden talent you have that no one else knows about? Oh, I can whistle. Whenever they play the uh, jingle of the whistler guy. Yes. The name, champion. The guy yeah. who does the awesome whistling, right? Yeah. I'm like, I'm not getting paid enough. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> now, here's a good one for the listeners because they don't know that Chuck here. I can whistle. How do I explain this? I want to say without moving my lips, without doing anything with my lips. It's almost oh, like yeah. you can do the, the, the inner teeth whistle, the ventriloquist whistle. Uh-huh. I, can, I can do that, too. Yeah. I can't do anything else, though. I can't. I'm... You can't actually just whistle normal. No, no, no. I mean, oh. but I'm also I'm not a ventriloquist. Like I can't oh, do right. any, I can't say anything like a ventriloquist can, but yeah. I can whistle. It still counts. 
Yeah. All right. Who would play you in a movie of your life? Probably that dumb guy from what was the uh, the sister's name from Roseanne? Oh, I love her. Friend. Not Becky, but the other sister. Oh, oh you mean the daughter? The daughter on Roseanne. Okay, sorry. Darlene. Yeah, right. That's right. Darlene. Her boyfriend. Yeah, oh, Danny. oh, I don't know. oh! The guy from Big Bang Big Theory. Big Bang Theory. Uh, yeah, the guy from yeah, the guy looks Galecki. like me. That Gal- guy. What's his name? <laughs> Galecki. That's his last name. Yes, Jonathan Galecki. That Is guy. it John Galecki? No. I think so. Maybe not. Roxy's on the, the guy that looks like me. Roxy's on the Google machine. Yeah, Johnny Galecki. Johnny Galecki. There you go. How's he, that? He was also he played Russ in Christmas Vacation. Yes. Did you know that? He did. Yes, in Christmas. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, he Christmas Vacation. Every time, didn't they? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they had all because Anthony and Michael Hall was in a few. I know. He, they, they they were all. I think all they all the took place. a turn. Yep. Speaking of, what is your favorite holiday? What is my favorite holiday? Christmas is fun because I have a kid, mm-hmm. but I am not a cold weather person. So Halloween is my favorite holiday. Okay, How about that? great. Would you rather win an Olympic medal, an Academy Award, or the Nobel Peace Prize? Hmm. Well, I I feel I feel like I should say the Nobel Peace Prize, right? Like, but I'd probably rather have an Oscar, wouldn't you? Oh that yeah, would be more fun. Well, because they all come with like, because you know you're going to get other things from that, right? True. Like, and you could more be like, gigs. you know, you could go to the ceremony and who's going to get slapped? This right, season, exactly. You know? exactly. Or you could be the slapper, right? Or the slappy. Or the slappy. Yeah. Right. I mean, the uh, the Very opportunities good. are endless yeah. there. Yep. Uh, what three famous people, living or dead, would you want at your fantasy dinner party? Three famous people, living or dead. Vincent Price, mm. maybe Jay Clifford from Jump Little Children, and um, I don't know. How about Einstein? Yeah, cool. that's good. Cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. All right, Roxy, one more. Cake or pie? Oh, really? It's <laughs> <laughs> an important question. It's okay. Pie, a thousand percent. What, what kind, kind of, of pie? pie? Oh, get out of my head. There's a place here in Lexington called Missy's Pies, and they make a really good black bottom banana. Ooh. So that's pretty specific, but yeah, that's my pie. Wait, cool. we need we might need to talk off air because what's that like? Steve Osborne is probably it like, is what come it on, Chuck. Like, and it's, it's kind of like a banana split, but a pie. Okay, because banana cream pie is my favorite pie. That's why I was asking. So well, there you go. You would like this. Yeah. All right. Gotta I'm looking up list. a picture of this. Oh. <laughs> Roxy, maybe Roxy will make it for me. That'd be good. I might. I think they'll probably ship one to you as well. I understand because the bottom of it is whatever chocolate or whatever it is they use to make it look like a black bottom. Oh, so it's basically banana cream with like maybe. Maybe. Yeah, we'll, we'll look into it. Littles will let you know how it is. <laughs> Brandon, can't thank you enough. This has been amazing. Uh, Please plug everything. How can we find you? You're on Twitter and all that stuff, but tell us how we can get your music, all that stuff. Well, I'm not on Twitter only because I did have Twitter. I was occasionally funny, not very (laughs) prolific. I think the best people on Twitter are funny and prolific. So that didn't last very long. Yeah. Instagram, you can find me. You can find me on Instagram, the real Brandon Costello. Bandcamp is a good place if you want to listen to stuff. There's a bunch of stuff to stream uh, for free. You can actually listen to my radio show weekly. Saturday nights, 10 to midnight on WRFL.FM. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did I forget to mention that? Uh, maybe a little. All right. This Bury the Lead <laughs> moment has been brought to you by StickGrip.com. Go there for all your needs of... Stick grips. Stick grips. Yeah. Use the code. LLPod. L-L-Pod. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> no. Don't right, be little... stupid, people. Use the code. This was not on the form. <laughs> Go ahead. Let's plug this radio show you have. What is this? Yeah, Serious Moonlight. It's a pop music mixtape. I just took the idea of, you know, what I thought was the art of making a mixtape when you used to do that sort of thing. And I just started doing a radio show. So I've been doing it since 2015, every Saturday night, 10 to midnight. I adore it. It's awesome. It's so much fun. It's basically just me in a dark room spinning other people's records. I love it. It's a good time. I mean, sometimes it's moody, sometimes it's happy, but yeah, it's it's always fun. So yeah. All right, Brandon. And just for the record, that's something you should put on the forum. I'm just saying. <laughs> we could have we could have talked about that earlier. Well, but, we'll save it for five mediocre yeah, minutes. Yeah, we'll have you back on for five yeah. mediocre minutes. We're gonna find out how, how the radio show's Perfect. going. So, yeah. Brandon, thank you again so much for taking the time to meet the littles. We really appreciate it. It's been an absolute treat. Hey, before I go, I should probably say Dan Byrne. I love Dan Byrne. You know I love Dan Byrne. I'm a lot like Dan Byrne, you know? I mean, not nearly as successful, obviously. I'm not as smart or prolific. He's prettier, but I'm cheap. That's what I'm saying. I'm cheap, okay? So that's all I got. I gotcha. Well, we love, yeah, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. He's my favorite. 
All right, Brandon, thanks again. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Over. I'm not a psycho. <laughs> Bravo. We're going to have to start keeping track. Well, Unders. I think we've already kind of kept track. It's probably like 85% over, yeah. 20% under, psychos. I would say 20% under and 5%. No, I'm doing my math wrong. Like- <laughs> Am I doing my math wrong? Whatever it is, I'm... I'm. I was going to let it go. I was going to let it go. I was going to let the Sorry, emailers Dina. take Sorry, Dina. <laughs> Let's get out of here. But you know what I mean? There's like the... 80, higher- 15, and 5? Is that yes, what you're looking 80, for? Yes, 80, 15, okay. and 5. That right. is what I was trying to find. All right. Yes. <laughs> Thank I you. you. I got you. I like got you, the Rocky. 5% is the I don't care as long as yeah, it's there. Yeah, you're you. Yeah. You're, you're adaptable. I'm adaptable. adaptable. Yes. Right. There you go. English Sorry, majors unite. <laughs> all right, Brandon. Thanks again. We really appreciate it. Oh, thanks so much. All right, all you loyal listeners, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And thank you, Brandon, for coming on and sharing your music and your story. So speaking of, Roxy, we haven't done this in a while. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, we're just going to dive into it. We told we said jam-packed episode. Yep. So please welcome back to the podcast. I love saying this. Go ahead. Christopher Giannini. Hey, Christopher, how's it going? <laughs> How are you, Mr. Chuck? <laughs> oh, he said Ms. Mr. Roxy. Chuck. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back. First of all, thank you <laughs> thank for you. putting up with me and all this. No. <laughs> I love saying your name. It's it's one of my favorites. Right. And, uh, you know, it's kind of because of my middle name and all that stuff. It's, mm-hmm. you know, hey, Paisan. You know? It, yeah. I will tell you this. It makes me smile. It really genuinely <laughs> does make me happy. And it makes me smile. It doesn't uh, get old for you. <laughs> Not at all. Not okay. not one little bit. Does okay. It get old. No. Oh, so this is a name that matters. It means a lot to me. I chose this name. I picked this name. Right. I took this name by the edge of a pen and a lot of money to an attorney. But right. this is a name that I took. Right. Okay? It was not given to me. It was not granted to me in life. And so, no, it, it means a lot. It's probably the most meaningful thing that I have. Oh. It's a great, it's a great like stage name. Yeah, it's a great. Yeah. Like, well, I appreciate name. it. Yeah. So I do have stage name at one point in time. If I ever find myself on a stage anywhere doing anything, oh, what's that? And it encompasses my name. It's my family name. It's so basically Aldo Giannini was my grandfather, and my grandmother's last name was Vescovo, and oh. so my stage name would be Christopher Aldo Vescovo Giannini. Whoa! Whoa! Yeah, that's hot. That's hot. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. I feel, I feel like I feel like rock like star. I found myself single again that would just be all it would take right oh there. yeah like that. okay all right <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna do it for the ladies so. right yeah absolutely, yeah absolutely. yeah <laughs> well listen we want to catch up we might have some depressing stuff to talk about in a second but it, what's going on in your life how's it going oh work is crazy and chaotic and that's it my kids are getting bigger mm-hmm. and that's all a part of just everything and then i just finished competing in the world's largest barbecue competition here in Memphis in May, came in 28th. It was the best turn-in wow. I've ever turned in in my life. Wow. Been doing barbecue competitions for about 10 years and uh, maybe a little more. And this is the best showing I've ever had. 28 out of 104. Wow. And I feel like they were easily top 10, top five ribs. But I'll take the 28 and know where we made mistakes and be better for next year. Wow. So I'm ready. Wow. I, I am in the groove. My voice is a little cracky. Spent four days out in the in the weather in the wilderness, just cooking barbecue and kind of partying a little too much. And so now it's recovery time and get yeah. back to work. Yeah. Wow, congratulations. We, I don't think that incredible. was brought up Mm-mm. on the last when we had Oh, yeah. No, it probably wasn't. I, I didn't do it very much last time when we were talking. And then I had a couple of buddies hit me up and say, hey, we want to get back into it. We need some help. And so I jumped on board and, and I love every minute of it. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow. And do you have like your own sauce and stuff? How does that work? No, we, so listen, it, pe- there's a lot of people out there that make their own stuff and kudos to those folks. Listen, you can't reinvent the wheel. There's nothing new under the sun. There is a rub out there. There is a sauce out there that tastes fantastic and spectacular. And and if you cook these things right, you can make them sing. Wow. And and we basically use a combination of three different rubs to get a little sweetness, to get a little heat to it. One just for color, basically. And then we use one major sauce with a couple of additives in it to just use it as a glaze. Right. Down here in Memphis, you know, it's dry rub, but the competition, which I don't like sauce, the competition requires you to do some type of glaze or sauce or something 
if you don't put it on there, you're just not going to do well. And so, you know, I kind of have a pretty good idea what the judges are looking for. And uh, so we, we've got a combination we like. I'll tell you my favorite sauce that we use, that we doctor a little bit, is a Head Country Original. It's a fantastic, just all-purpose sauce. I put it on everything. You could get it on Amazon, mm. and, and it's spectacular. Okay. We are a little partial to the Steve Oswalt's, yep. you know, secret sauce. I've never sauce. tried Steve's sauce. Oh, you should try it. It's really good. It's really good. Well, I'm not my, just saying that. My goal is my goal is to get to Milwaukee at some point okay. in time and meet the man, mm-hmm. look him in the eyes, shake his hand, have a meal with him, yeah. share a drink, and try some of his food. And so I know he would love that. Oh, he would absolutely love that. Yeah. Make sure you do that. All right, let's get to the – I just needed someone to cry in my beer Vent with. Too. <laughs> that's That's why we kind of had you on, honestly. <laughs> Red Sox, man. What's up? I was so hopeful for the season. I don't know that this changes. The things that we're really bad at, we're really, really bad at. <laughs> yeah. You could take the entire bullpen and just push them into the harbor, and I wouldn't lose any sleep at all. Yeah. They're just worse. They're, they're actively harmful. Bogey and Rafi are having unbelievable years yep. that are just getting completely wasted. And, yeah. then, and, then, and it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you're making me feel it's a little better, actually. You're, you're actually making me feel a little bit better. I mean, it's still May. It's still early. It's got some oh. time. I don't know if we'll ever catch the, you know, who's. They're quite a bit oh, ahead of God. us, but I think it'll be all right. We'll see. I yeah. mean, look, I, you know what I feel like? I feel like this is, should have been last year. Like, this is the mm. season last year I expected, and they shocked us last year. Got That's all the right. way to the American League Championship. Yeah. And I don't know. It's so weird. I really thought this was going to be last year. Yeah. I did not yeah, expect they were anything. a year. They're definitely a year ahead of, of last year. The fact that they've regressed. So I guess what bothers me is here, here's my issue with the front office. All right. We bring in the whiz kid from uh, Tampa Bay. OK. And while he built Tampa Bay in this fantastic way with this cheap budget, he's trying to run the Red Sox like he has no money. Mm. Well, you don't have to do that. Right. Yeah. We've got money. We got deep pockets. Yep. You don't have to let these guys walk. You don't have to offer these low ball offers. This isn't Tampa Bay. We're supposed to be better than that. Yep. You don't have to find the diamond in the rough. We got diamonds. We can afford them. Yep. Go buy them. Yep. <laughs> well, we'll see. I mean, I just, I don't have to win every year, but I like to have a decency, you know, I don't mm-hmm. want to be in the bottom. Yeah. You know? And we're, we're slowly to, climbing out listen. of the basement, but we were in the basement. I mean, kudos to the Orioles fans because, you know, That's usually right. they're in the basement the whole season, not this year. Yeah. Oh. They're getting better. I mean, look, if it wasn't for Cincinnati a couple of weeks ago, we were the worst team yeah. in baseball outside of – now, Cincinnati's the worst team I may have ever seen. Yeah. If yeah. it's not for them, we're DFL in the league, yeah. all third. I don't well, know. You kind of cheered me up a little. I mean, I was I was really depressed about – I am still depressed, but we <laughs> wanted to bring you back too. Now, we've been doing a little bit – we came up with this idea of a lot of the people that first came on the podcast – eons ago and you're kind of one of those didn't get to answer some of the fun dumb questions and we've had people write in and they're like well if you would have asked me this blah 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 is there a question that we ask nowadays that you'd be interested in answering um i think my favorite question that you ask nowadays is what is your favorite bad word or cuss word okay i think that's my favorite because i like people's answers and i love my answer by the okay well, my is answer, answer is a word that my grandfather just said all the time and I think he said it because it's fun. I think it's the most fun cuss word to say at all. And that is bullshit. <laughs> and it's because you can say it with so many different inflections. You can say it in being silly. You can say it in being angry. You can say it in, in so many different mannerisms. Yep. It, it, it's one of the most versatile bad words that you can use. And I really, really enjoy it. And yeah. it's a card game. I mean, yep. it can go on and on. Yeah. yeah. There's so many things. <laughs> so I really like that one. That's a word that, that that's a, a, game, a question that you guys ask All that right. I really enjoy. We actually haven't asked that in a while. We're going to have to bring that back. Oh, yeah. well. We've well, been trying to mix them up. We've been trying to, because we don't want to just an- ask the same ones over and I know, over. I know we gravitate again. to the same ones, so, but uh, we do have yeah. a few new rapid fire ones though. Uh, Brady Bunch or Partridge Family? Brady Bunch. Mm-hmm. Cups up or down in the cupboard? Ooh, I kind of think it depends on the cup. Coffee cups go up. I don't know why. Every other cup goes down. All right. I don't I don't really have a science for that. I think it's just how it's always been, and that's just the way it is now. Interesting. I dream of Jeannie or Bewitched? Ooh. Oh, gosh. I'm going to go with I dream of Jeannie, but okay. those are close. Yeah. yeah. You know, for a Those while, I thought they were the same show when I was growing what? up. What? When I was a kid, I didn't know. Oh, no, I can see that. 
I totally could see that. I think that I feel one like one crosses her hands and blinks, and the other one wiggles her nose. Well, I know, but they they were both yeah, kind of like magic witches. But when you're little, me. that's yeah, true. When you're little, it doesn't matter, and and all those sitcoms are basically <sighs> yeah. the same. They are <laughs> right. Well, Christopher, thank you so much for coming back on and doing our five mediocre minutes. This has been fabulous. It's absolutely my pleasure. Anytime you guys ever need anything, you know how to reach me. I'm always yours. Thank oh, you so wow. much. Thank wow. you. We haven't had someone say that in a long time. I so. know. Thanks so much, man. We'll talk soon. All right, Roxy, we are out of time on this jam-packed episode. Tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You could go to our website. They could. Loyallittlespod.com. That's it. That's it. That's, That's all you, you got to do. do. Yep. And we're getting more and more responsive. We're getting fun, dumb questions. Yep. We're getting, we actually got a request to be a guest, which is so great. Makes our job so much easier. Thank you. Just go to the website, hit request. You know, we were at that meetup at Hurley's the other night Mm -hmm. and, you know, it was brought to our attention that some littles, it's awkward to ask us to be on the show. And I'm like, that's why we did this. Yeah. We did this for you. Right. You know, we're doing this for you. So we want to meet you. Mm -hmm. So don't be shy. We're asking you right now. Yeah. We're asking you right now on the podcast. Will you please come on our podcast? podcast. And we'll (laughs) set it up. We'll figure it out. We'll make you feel comfortable. Yeah. I mean, we edit stuff out. Whatever you don't want on the podcast, we won't air. It's Mm -hmm. it's just a good time. It's Chuck and Roxy. I mean, come on. And if you feel the need to use a code, we have one of those too. Yep. LL Pod. LL Pod. Go to stickgrip.com or fogfreeeyewear.com. And just use the code, people. Just use it. Thank you once again, Brandon Costello, for coming on to Meet the Littles. Thank you, Christopher Giannini, for our five mediocre segment. Thank you, Lee Gordon, for our wonderful bumper for Summer of Littles. Just go to summeroflittles.com. And all the information's there. Become a host. Or just make sure you get to one. That's the most important part. Summeroflittles.com. Don't miss out and be stupid like Chuck used to be. We love going. Be there or be square. Absolutely. (laughs) And also thank you, Kim Wilson with two L's and Rob Dundon for our other bumpers this episode. Roxy, I have to get hard at work at our next episode because we're very excited about that one. Hopefully I'm going to get it down and ready to go by the end of the weekend. We're really hoping fingers Fingers crossed. crossed. We're calling it the turnaround guest. Yes. That's your tease. Spoiler alert. Turnaround guest. (laughs) If you can piece that together with the turnaround jingle, you might. I don't know. That's your hint. You probably won't get it, but that's okay. We'll see you next time on the Loyal Littles podcast. Bye. Dan Byrne. I love Dan Byrne. You know I love Dan Byrne. I'm a lot like Dan Byrne.
freckles on your nose for peeling paint on your toes If if you were mine I would say this all the time
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Did I forget to mention that? Oh, yeah.